Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rebel Starbuck with you this week on Shootin' the Shizat. Welcome to our podcast covering pro wrestling. And uh, we're going to be talking about the big Wrestle Aid event coming up on June 29th in Rauma, Finland. It's on the west coast of the country. And uh, Dylan, we're going to have today on the show, he's back with us, Fumi Saito, one of the top journalists from Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, I am super excited. I always love talking to Fumi and uh, that first call we had uh, way back in the day, right around when we kind of first started this whole podcast. Um, I think he might have been, was it our second call-in guest? We were talking about Dynamite Kid. Yeah, that was right at the end of of December, I think, or just around December, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, I mean, he's one of my favorite guys to talk to, even though I've only talked to him once before. But uh, super knowledgeable and really excited about pro wrestling, even the amount that he's watched over his life, and he still finds a, a place to be excited about it. It's, oh, it's pretty incredible. And he's a he's a true, like, uh, in a way, super fan in the best ways, and um, definitely a knowledge hub. If anybody wants to uh, listen to Fumi at all outside of our podcast, check out his Pacific Rim podcast as well. You can find it out there under that name, Pacific Rim and Fumi Saito. A like a, I guess he's more of a textbook than really anybody else. I would say for professional wrestling. Yeah, I, I guess that uh, Fumi is to J- Japan and to the Japanese pro wrestling culture what uh, Dave Meltzer, I guess, would be to to the uh, American wrestling culture. So somebody Although who Fumi knows how to pronounce your name or exactly <laughs> yes or spell it exactly anyway. Yeah, unlike Dave Meltzer. That's right. Okay, anyway, so let's uh, get to the wrestling news in the world uh, before we get to Fumi here. Um, We just had the reincarnation of the Crockett Cup take place. So ROH, Ring of Honor, and uh, the NWA under Billy Corrigan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, So Billy Corrigan now is the president and has been the president of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, for a spell and uh, they resurrected one of the staples of 80s National Wrestling Alliance fame, which is the Crockett Cup, named after Jim Crockett, Jim Crockett Sr., mm. uh, who was the president of the National Wrestling Alliance for a long time. And his son, Jim Crockett Jr., then held the first Crockett Cup in 1986, which was won by the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. Uh, the second Crockett Cup in 1987 was won, uh, if I recall, by Nikita Koloff and uh, Dusty Rhodes. And the third Crockett Cup in 1988 was won by Lex Luger and Sting. And um, All right. anyway, this year they had the, they brought it back and it was held, as I take a look here, uh, one second, where was it? It was in Concord, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it was shown on Fight TV and um, also on Ring of Honor's Honor Club streaming service. Anyway, uh, they had a battle royal in the beginning to, uh, it was a tag team battle royal to determine one of the teams that would take part. Uh, it was the one open wild card uh, spot that was left in the tournament, and it was won this battle royal by Thomas Lattimore and Royce Isaacs, and they uh, entered then the Crockett Cup actual tag team tournament. And off we went into the uh, the first round. So it was a one night uh, event, whereas the old Crockett Cups were two nights, oh, yeah. two nights in a row. So you'd had the opening round and it was like 
something in the in the range of sixteen teams. You know, yeah. that, that started. So it was two blocks, A block and B block. All right. And it was like, uh, so eight matches uh, on one, you know, one opening round block and eight matches on the other. And then it broke down into the uh, the semifinals and the finals then. Exhausting. Qu- the, yeah, like it was actually <laughs> semifinals, quarterfinals and finals like on the second night. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would have also on the second night uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship title defense by whoever the champion was, which at that point was Ric Flair. Right. Anyway. Um, so other then. As we go through this card quickly, uh, Flip Gordon and Bandito versus Guerrero Maya Jr. and Stuka Jr. It was a first round match, uh, which was won by Bandito and Flip in 13 minutes uh, as they advanced to the second round. So this was only a one night tournament. Yeah. Uh, once again, keep that in mind. It was uh, not as large of a tournament as uh, the old the old 80s Crockett Cups. Second uh, match was Thomas uh, Latimore and Royce Isaacs, who won that uh, opening battle royal, versus the War Kings, Crimson and Jax Dane. Let yep. me say this. They were trying to push earlier on. I really felt that with them putting Road Warrior Animal as the spokesperson for the War Kings, that they really try to push these guys as the second coming almost of, uh, mm. or the third or whatever coming of the Road Warriors. Yeah, right. And they're nowhere near. No, no. Like, I'm just nowhere near. Yeah, I mean, I know Crimson uh, at least a little bit, but I think he's got the look in in, in a lot of ways, but, um, yeah, not, I don't know. Not the size. He's, he's a bit on the thin side. In, I mean, that, in that way, yeah. yeah. I mean, for that old school, really thick dudes, but, um, I mean, he has a look, should I say. Maybe yeah. not a road warrior look, or could be. Um, but then again, uh, yeah, I think he... He's not there yet in the ring, and I, I, it's, no. a, it's a bit weird, but because uh, I know he's been going for a little while. I'm not sure how much, but uh, yeah, not not impressed with his work in, in the ring, but I think he looks at least, you know, interesting as a, as a you know, his actual look. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, Royce Isaacs, Thomas Lattimore winning that in eight minutes, moving on to the second round of the Crockett Cup. And guess who they brought back? This, yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. This was this is a big thing, actually. <laughs> to think that these guy the, these two guys are still wrestling after all these years, man, thirty yeah. years in the business. And I saw some stuff, uh, you know, that they were doing there, and it was actually oddly impressive. You know, there was some hurricane ranas and wild drop kicks and things like that. These the Rock and Roll Express, if nobody knows what we're talking about, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. I mean. Yeah, going up against the Briscoe brothers, and that must have been, I mean, for the Briscoes anyway, probably a, a bit of a dream there. Well, the thing is, these guys got to be like, what, about 60? I don't know. They, <laughs> they looked they looked at least 60. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 unbelievable that these guys, uh, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, at their age, can still move like the way that they do. I mean, it's There's hardly any, you can't, you can hardly tell their age. You, of course, you look at them, you know, and you can tell their age just from the, the visual, but from their work inside the ring, it's still impeccable. Yeah, it's true. It's amazing. It's just amazing. But anyway, so yeah, they uh, did lose their match to Mark and Jay Briscoe of ROH fame in seven minutes as the Briscoes moved on in the Crockett Cup. But I got to check out this match. I haven't seen this event. I do have a link to it. I've not seen it yet. Uh, I got to check it out when I get home, because today, uh, as we're recording this, is uh, is a day off. It's yeah. Vapu. It's, yeah. it's uh, what is it? What is that in English? I have no idea. I, I guess it, is it like the working man's is the working it like kind the of working like a class labor day holiday. or something yeah, it's like, like that. A, yeah, almost like a Labor Day kind of. Yeah, Everybody, people just get wasted. The, every Finnish holiday, the, <laughs> it's always. 
Alcohol. Like, <laughs> they only adopted Halloween so they could have another day to get wasted. Here. Exactly. It's, a, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like Nobody any, dresses up. They just get wasted yeah. for Halloween. Any, any occasion to drink, they will drink. But, yes. Um, well, anyway. Then uh, we move on in the uh, first round. Uh, Villain Enterprises, Brody King and PCO, yep. and, uh, went up against Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's right. Which is really impressive that New Japan sent their uh, a couple of their guys. It's really nice yeah. to see, actually. That True. They, a couple of their veterans they sent in for this Crockett Cup. Yeah. As New Japan also did back in the day. They they were sending, actually, Giant Baba. Oh, really? So yeah. He, uh, he took part in the first one. It was all Japan in 86. Wow. Okay. Take, I forget who his tag team partner was. Anyway, but uh, now it was uh, Nagata and Kojima, and they lost their match against PCO and Brody King. And... Um, it was a 12-minute match. Anyway, advancing then from there, uh, the vacant NWA Women's Championship. Uh, I guess uh, I'm not sh- quite sure what happened with uh, Jazz relinquishing that title. Yeah, I don't know the, the full story there either. It's rather uh, peculiar. Got to check into that. But nonetheless, a new champion that was a, vac- a vacated title. Up for grabs, Allison Kay. I've not heard of her before. Uh, versus Santana Garrett. Now, Santana's been all around the place, so she's rather well-established. And Allison Kay came out on top. and uh, Yeah, she's a solid, solid women's wrestler for yeah. sure. Okay, but anyway, 10 minutes. New NWA Women's Champion, Allison Kay. Supposedly, the crowd didn't get into this match at all. I'm not quite sure if it didn't click or if it's just they didn't have any chemistry or what. But I don't know. Maybe everybody, I think, in this as well, was wanting to see probably the main event, mm. you know, or that main tag team uh I guess finals. Mm-hmm. It, I think it was put in an odd spot in an unfortunate popcorn match, maybe, maybe spot. But um, oh well, uh, maybe they, uh, you know, they can pull it out again uh, on the next women's title defense. So yeah, you never know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it was actually rather peculiar that uh, in the audience, uh, one of the all-time greatest tag teams of all time, uh, the Midnight Express. Yeah. Was was shown uh, so Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane. All so right, all yeah. three members of the original Midnight Express, um, which was a, a duo. So Dennis Condry was replaced by Stan Lane in '87. Right, uh, but uh, they were in the audience too. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, historically significant. Yeah. Then we get on to the uh, the B Block final. Um, it was uh, Flip Gordon and Bandito versus Royce Isaacs and Thomas Latimore. This was the semifinal, I guess. Uh, and uh, Royce Isaacs and Thomas Lattimore picking up the win in eight minutes, moving on to the finals of the Crockett Cup. Yeah, so they, they win that battle royal, yep. uh, Isaacs and Latimer, and then they are now in the finals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. And the other uh, A-block final then was uh, the Briscoes, so Mark and Jay Briscoe versus Villain Enterprises, PCO Brody King. Yep. And that one there was then finally wrapped up in uh, 10 minutes about when it was Brody King PCO picking up the win to advance to the finals. It was and a DQ, by the way. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. So the Briscoes got disqualified, and they, they actually did a really good promo mm. from the parking lot, I guess, right after the match. Um, you know, they still hadn't had a shower kind of looking promo, and uh, mm-hmm. very explicit, you know, R-rated, nasty words flying out of them about being uh, disqualified, so I guess that they are, you know, they are wanting uh, some kind of payback or sh- they felt that there should have been no DQ, but, you know, mm-hmm. good promo anyway. There you go. 
the NWA National Heavyweight Championship match between Willie Mack, who was the champion going in, versus Colt Cabana. And uh, this was a title change. This was Colt Cabana, nine minutes, picking up the win to win the national championship. So now let's see what uh, what he does with that title. Nikita Koloff was at the uh, show too, by the way. Which was yeah, that's right. Rather interesting. Uh, Nikita Koloff, who went into prison ministry, uh, also, I believe, for a certain period, and now has been a, a minister for quite a while. Hmm. Uh, gave his life to Jesus, and uh, anyway, t- as as the years went on, he just stayed out of the wrestling business. He just never came back to uh, really do anything. Oh, okay. right. Um. So anyway, then we move on to then the Crockett Cup Finals: Royce Isaacs and Thomas Lattimore versus Brody King, PCO. And this one then was taken, and it was the the big Crockett Cup uh, trophy at the end, won by PCO and Brody King in seven minutes. So it's rather anticlimactically bit short. Of a, bit of a squasher, I guess. They, they seem to be billing PCO, uh, or bigging him up as kind of like an unstoppable force, so some kind of... Uh, I, I don't know if anybody uh, watches PCO's Instagram, but uh, it's in a lot of ways quite ridiculous where he's got his uh, manager... Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but anyway, like, you know, running him over with a car and breaking, you know, cinder blocks because he's got a train. That's how he trains. They break cinder blocks on his chest and all this kind of, you know, driving, like, backing the car up on top of him and all kinds of really, you know, he's catching, you know, arrows out of the air. It's it's. It's actually really entertaining, but uh, well, pretty a... pretty freaking weird, I'll tell you that. Well, that's how you get views nowadays. I guess so. On social media. There you go. Then the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Now the the champion who's been the NWA standard bearer for uh, for for the past was it over a year now? Yeah. Um, we're talking about Nick Aldis, the national treasure, uh, who carries himself rather well. I mean, he's got I'd say so. He he's got that prestige James Bondish type of a, a mix of James Bond and Ric Flair and maybe a you know a throwback uh, in a lot of ways. I didn't like his work so much so much in in Impact Wrestling uh when he was Magnus. True, yeah. But he's I think he's picked up the pace. I think he's actually uh he's improved to the point where he's now uh done rather well as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Mm. And he wrestled Marty Skrull in the uh the singles NWA title defense at the Crockett Cup. It was a long match, by the way. Yeah. Long and dramatic. 24 minutes. Supposedly super good match. Uh, I'm not sure how he got busted open, but Nick Aldis did get busted open. Yeah. Flowing crimson. And um, at the end, Nick Aldis picks, picks up the win to remain and retain the championship, remain the world champion for the NWA. That was your Crockett Cup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, Finally, they, they had some... Uh... Some blood in the ring in a in a heavyweight title match or mm-hmm. at least a world title match because I think the N- NWA is one of those those titles that uh, th- the idea is that you give everything you possibly can for that title and I mean as far as uh, you know go look up you know uh, NWA uh, world title winners and see if there's not somebody who's got blood on their face. You know? well, yeah, back in the 80s especially. I swear, it's, it, it was almost like every single NWA title defense in, let's say, from 83, 84 onwards to about 88 Yeah, for about a four-year period had blood. Yeah. They, you know, they must have had a pretty good cleaning crew anyway. But, uh, but outside of that, uh, we have 
we won't go over maybe the the Impact Rebellion uh, pay per view, although I've heard it's actually it was actually quite good in my hometown, Tirana, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the big major news coming out of that, which maybe uh, I guess uh, there's loads of fun stuff that happened in that show, but um, Brian Cage had to be rushed to the emergency room following the his match had something to do with uh, a back, a very scary back possible injury. Uh, I've been following him a little bit to see, you know, what, what came out of it, but, uh, he took a, a Spanish fly off of the, the, um, entrance ramp, maybe a good uh, meter and a half or, or so off the floor and, uh, you know, landed on the floor on flush on his back, um, uh, Johnny Impact, uh, giving it to him. And he said that, uh, his whole, I think it was his right leg went completely numb and uh, like a shattering pain through his back. And he said he felt absolutely dev- devastated because he thought, you know, is this the end of his career, first of all, mm-hmm. in inside the match there? And then uh, uh, whatever, but he picks up the win and uh, seems to be doing at least okay, but um, had a chance to visit the good good folks in the uh, healthcare industry in Toronto there. I'm not sure what hospital he went to, but... I've been to a few of them, and they usually are pretty good. So, well, the thing is, uh, first of all, let me let me say this. Yeah, that move was completely unnecessary. Well, you don't have to do shizat like that to get over in a wrestling match. If you know, if you know your sport, if you know your trade, you do not need to do these and anything like that risks life over limb. Mm. Uh, it's you. You need to know how to work. Yeah, and 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 for these guys to do that, it's on them. Yeah. It's true, and I mean, Cage is a pretty big guy, so that amount of weight going down flush onto a small of the back. But um, but we had Lance Storm as the special guest referee, your good old buddy there, mm-hmm. and um, so you know that it was a to me it was actually really um, enticing to watch uh, pay per view because I you know, Gail, Gail Kim uh, made her return to um, kind of try to teach Tessa Blanchard a lesson, a lesson, but uh, was submitted in return from Tessa, so, and says that Tessa Blanchard is the future of wrestling. Well, she is. I mean, the thing is, Tessa is so damn good. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I heard that this match is really stellar. I, I, I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, I, yeah. I was a huge fan of Gail Kim back in the day. I thought that she was, uh, she has been one of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time, for sure. So happy about that. And the whole match, I mean, uh, the whole card, I should say, seemed to, seemed to deliver. So, you know, hopefully uh, people take note of impact. And the one thing I'll give them a criticism for is that they got to work on their production. They used to be the company that had crap wrestling and good, amazing production. You mm. know, now their their production is slipping and their wrestling is getting better. But, you know, you, they still need production. This show actually, from the clips that I saw, looked pretty good. So hopefully they keep it keep it going. Yeah, I got to check out this match, Tessa versus Gale, especially from this show. This is the one that interests me. Yeah. Um, and uh, for sure, I, I if I have a chance to bring in Gale, uh, sorry, not Gale Kim, but uh, Tessa Blanchard for Slam Wrestling Finland, uh, I will do that if uh, the booking situation allows and if there is a show that I can use her on and uh, and I have the availability. There you I, go. I will for sure use tele- Tessa Blanchard in the future because I like her work to an, like a very high degree. I, I really hold her to be the best female wrestler out of America today or out of North America today. Yeah. But anyway, before we get uh, to our interview with, Fu, with uh, Fumi Saido, uh, we're going to be covering the upcoming 
the biggest uh, professional wrestling, international pro wrestling event uh, in Northern Europe this summer. It's on June 29th in Rauma, Finland. It's on the west coast of the country. It's called WrestleAid 2019. You can go check out the website at WrestleAid.fi. That's all one word, WrestleAid. Dot fi, And uh, part of the proceeds will be going to the uh, Finnish Muscular Dystrophy Association. It's called Lihas Tauti Liitto here in Finland uh, to help those with ALS and with Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy to, to partake in sports while they still can, while their condition still warrants it. Uh, they can still play like wheelchair hockey, for example, things like this. Um, and it's a very noble cause, so please support the cause and come out check out WrestleAid tickets are available right now through Ticketmaster Finland just punch in WrestleAid and you will find the show buy your tickets and get ready on June 29th to experience wrestlers from eight countries at least eight countries going to be on the show seven big matches and it will be streamed live across Finland on ISTV once again we'll be back with Fumi Saido after a word from our sponsors, so let's get to it. Skip is the oldest sports supplement brand out of Europe since the 1970s. Engineered by professors, doctors, and scientists at Sweden's leading medical university, Karolinska Institute, Skip products are pharmaceutical grade, meaning that they are the highest quality available on the market today, meaning they work. If you're after results, you wouldn't put low-octane gas in a turbocharged high-end sports car engine, would you? Neither would you put junk-quality supplements into your body as an athlete. All Skip products are first tested amongst top athletes to ensure their efficiency. Choose the best. Skip Nutrition. That's skip.fi. S-K-I-P dot F-I. Red Skull Hot Sauce, fiery sauce focused on flavor. Made by a Canadian in Helsinki. Awesome sauce in a sweet-ass skull bottle. That's Red Skull Hot Sauce, R-E-D-D Skull Hot Sauce, on Facebook and Instagram. Are you looking to boost your social media game to the next level? Then go to at Earl Creative Media on Facebook and Instagram for an affordable, professional, creative content provider that can suit your needs. That's Earl Creative Media on Facebook and Instagram. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you here on Shooting the Shizat this week. And as uh, I mentioned in the intro, we've got Fumi Saido once again with us from Japan. Fumi, one of the top journalists in professional wrestling over the past 30 years in the land of the rising sun. Fumi, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Hello from Tokyo. Hey, thank you very much. I mean, I was just in Tokyo this past September, and uh, I got to tell you, uh, once again, Japan, my favorite country to wrestle in to this day. I wish I was there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, this week we'll be talking about, um, as we just announced this past week, for the biggest international wrestling show of the summer here in Northern Europe. It's called WrestleAid, promoted by Slam Wrestling Finland, on June 29th. And the big main event uh, is going to be myself against uh, Tajiri, the, the Japanese buzzsaw. And uh, you, yeah. as a Japanese wrestling journalist and as uh, as a guy who knows everything about pro wrestling, 
uh, basically, you you got a really good perspective, I think, on this match, and uh, I think that's why you know we want to have you on the show, to, especially this week, to talk about uh, like your impressions oh, about pleasures this feud. mine. Great, great. So I remember uh, I came to Japan. It was the first time. It was um, in 2010. Uh, we had Tajiri here in Finland on the 10th of February, 2010 for an event called winter war at that point. And I wrestled him for the very first time. He never knew before. He never heard of me before. And it's like, you know, he came to Finland. We had a match that was about 20 plus minutes long. And after the match, uh, he was so impressed that he said, you want to go to Japan? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and, uh, the rest yeah, is history yeah. that summer in the summer. Uh, it was uh, June 20, no, July 24th. For Smash 5 and Smash 6, they were both held on the same day, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. Uh, I came to Japan, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. And you had about, what, 25 tours? Uh, actually, uh, for Tajiri, I had 18 tours, I think. And tours? then Yeah. Yeah, yeah for, for his companies, for uh, Smash and WNC, it was 18 tours in total. Yeah, you got to introduce WNC. Exactly. The, 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 yeah. all, all the leaders out there, the WNC, Wrestling's New Classic. That's right. Good theme. Yep. Very good theme. Yes, yes. Yeah, and- this is a good story. Not a, yeah, I'll put it this way. Yeah. Um, very good story that these are the meeting of two pioneers for, from two different places. The reason I call this, you know, Starbuck and Tajiri a pioneer, uh, yeah, is that... Uh, each of these guys are pioneers of professional wrestling in different um, dimension, in different definitions. That Starbuck and Tajiri have quite a few things in common. Are you following me? Yep. Yeah. Each of these guys are, well, well I'm talking to you, but the, mm-hmm. each of these guys are in their own league. Okay. Right. Pioneer of professional wrestling has. Tajiri has, Starbuck has, his own territory. When I say territory, not just mentally and physically, but geographically, these guys are a leader, not a followers. Yeah. I would say so um, too. It's Dylan over here that yeah. uh, when I first came to Finland, it was you know learning about the Finnish pro wrestling scene. And uh, yeah. the, the first name on anybody's lips was Starbuck. Yeah, yeah. And also, it, it's just, yeah, we're talking about this uh, market in, in Europe. Northern, yeah, this time Finland, but in Northern Europe, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, this match could possibly, you know, reach out to much, much bigger audience in the universe that it, yeah. I am not anti WWE, okay? You know, you, you just cannot, re- you know, deny that. Of course, WWE in America is the biggest company in this whole world. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. on on this planet Earth. Yeah, but uh, the li- listeners out there in this program, if you're a serious student of professional wrestling, that is serious wrestling fan, this is the opportunity that that the they can learn and know that there's other wrestling out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not not in not just in America, um, or American independent scene, or America, Canada, Japan, Mexico. Fine, but there's there's an, uh, other wrestling out there. 
you know. And uh, this Starbuck, this Starbuck Tajir match would be really epic. You know, can, can, you know, you can reach out to a lot, a lot of people in, in different dimension in professional wrestling, is what I'm saying. And I think is that, that too abstract. Yeah, I, I think that with uh, this matchup, Starbuck Tajiri, I think the thing is that uh, when we talk about yeah. pro wrestling outside of WWE, that we, we talk also yeah. about like let's say. Um, like the 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 standard of what professional wrestling should be let's say as far as like the presentation of professional wrestling as a top notch product as as far as like as professional as professional gets and that's where i think that like people outside of WWE you you look at different companies nowadays i mean there's you've got the AEW now popping up and you've got uh You've got the. Lucha. Well, they haven't even had a first show yet. Okay? No, 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 they haven't. But the thing is that they're that they're they're coming up and they're signing Dubai. people left and right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the thing is that you've got companies like Lucha Underground. You've had Impact Wrestling now for many years, and and all these different ROH. companies, ROH, and they're yeah. getting red hot. And the thing is that now wrestling, once again, there's there's a definitive interest. Uh, it seems like globally in wrestling, and I think that there's a certain like an upper level standard or like an upper echelon standard that people when they look at a match when they look at the presentation or the actual like content of a match they see that is this on the level of what you would deem to be let's say a wwe style match or a wwe uh like on par with you know what i mean and and that's where i think that uh where wrestling gets gets like graded that's that's the uh that's the comparison that's your like most relevant uh, comparison because people generally in the world, even if they're not uh, like hardcore wrestling fans, what they will know about wrestling is WWE. And I think that they're always going to compare what they see to the WWE product. So therefore, if you can stand on that level, so to speak, like uh, that, that it's relatable. Um, I think yeah, that not to confuse our audience here and the listeners out there, mm. this is not to compete with WWE oh, in production. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. You cannot compete with WWE in, in production. Never. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Budget. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the actual, like, wrestling content. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Let's make sure that the people know what we're talking about. Exactly. Here. Yeah, yeah. The actual, like, in-ring presentation of the, like, the uh, the wrestling itself. The work. Right. And I I think we need to under, uh, have this uh, uh Okay, mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. Number one company in the whole world is WWE. Yes. We cannot deny that. No. And number two company in the whole world is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Absolutely. You know, number two company. They just had a Madison Square Garden show last month. Mm-hmm. You know, in America for the first time, but they drew 18,000 people in conjunction with ROH. But the Japanese company, for the first time, they did it. Mm-hmm. And they do, and WWE, WWE Network, New Japan, NP, NJPW World, they both have on the internet live streaming service with like superior production. You know? Yes, yes. And clearly, New Japan Pro Wrestling is number two company on this planet Earth right now. Absolutely. Yeah. This is what I'm getting. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is that both Tajiri and Starbuck had chance to work with New Japan, but both decided not to. This is true. Remember? Mm-hmm. This is true. Yes. Yeah, this is very important. Very important. Yeah. I'm sure many of these uh, our listeners right now know that 
that Tajiri had five year strong run with WWE mm-hmm. before he came back to Japan. Mm-hmm. When he came, when, when Tajiri came back to Japan, every company was after him. You know, work with us, work for us, work for us, work for us. Then he did attend a few shows to, to see the product, and they were this close. Yeah, this close from signing from with New Japan at one point, but it was Tajiri who decided not to, and he decided to have his own ring, therefore own product mm-hmm. and own definition of professional wrestling should be. Yes, are you with me? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that the Starbucks and Tajiri both have had a lot of things in common. These I just mentioned a few things, but uh, this is very important to bring up. This, you know that the that the fact that the Starbucks almost had a chance to work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. The door was open for me in 2013. Actually, it was I, I sat at the yeah, table, yeah. and uh, with with one of the, yeah, explain that yeah, yeah exactly in your own word. That was actually with uh, he's he writes for Tokyo Sports uh, newspaper. Yeah, but you don't have to mention. Yeah, I don't say I I don't say the name. I don't say the name. No, no, no. But anyway, that uh, somebody who works with New Japan and they basically uh, I sat down with them and they said to me at that point that uh, if I were you right now, I would uh, go with New Japan that sign with New Japan. Yeah, sign with New Japan now. And yeah. because he said that I see the writing on the wall that uh, that it's 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 time now and uh, you'd be best off doing this like for your own future. And at at that point, I said to him, I strongly disagree there, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. But <laughs> and, but I'll tell you what I said to him at this point. I said that uh, well, yeah. to be com- to be totally honest with you, it was uh, yeah. Tajiri San that opened the door for me to enter Japan, and 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 out of respect for him. Out of out of my mutual yeah. respect for Tajiri and for the fact that he was he was the conduit through which I finally got to Japan, I said that I will remain loyal to Tajiri and to his companies, and I will not go with New Japan now because that was a time when Tajiri really needed uh, like the backup, and and that's where I think that I you know out of I'm I'm a man who uh, I really think that I. I follow the old school etiquette in my life anyway. It's not just in wrestling, but I think it's the way that I handle my own personal life and, and my own philosophy. That, And I think that a man is only as good as his reputation and a man is only as good as his word. And the thing is that you have to remember the people that help you along the way. You have to remember these people. And that's where I stuck with Tajiri and I said, I'm sorry, but no, I'm staying with Tajiri. And the rest is, uh, you know, it's, it's water under the bridge and it's history. Yeah, that's a historical fact now. Yes, that is. Um, from from where I you know stand, you know, as a journalist, mm-hmm. if Tajiri had worked for New Japan, or if Starbucks had worked for New Japan, or WWE for that matter, mm-hmm. th- these individuals will become part of the system, one to become one of the hundred guys, yes. superstars. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, being the system and uh, a part of the big machine. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And become one of the 100 guys. And it's not a very good word, but uh, these wrestlers will become the sheep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's exactly what makes Starbucks and Tajiri different from everybody else. Starbucks is and Tajiri is in his own league. Very much one of a kind guys. You know, so the decision was right that... Uh, well, 
uh, generally speaking, you have freedom of expression, freedom of being yourself, or freedom of speech too. But uh, you know, you had spread your wings and became free. You're always free, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And you, yeah. So they are, well, because of it, they are who they are. Yep, absolutely. I don't want to sound too abstract, but the signing up, of course, you could sign, you know, sign a exclusive contract, full time contract with big company like WWE or New Japan Pro Wrestling. But you, you know, each Tajiri and and Starbucks choose not to. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you work WWE or New Japan Pro Wrestling for that matter, you become part of the system. Mm -hmm. big system mm -hmm. and part of the big production and part of the big machine mm -hmm. and you become one of the 100 other guys yeah and the Bruiser Brody used to say they are the sheeps you know and they're not and uh, Starbuck what's your nickname the rebel, rebel. the rebel yeah <laughs> yeah yeah see so both Tajiri and Starbuck are one of a kind guys mm -hmm. one of a kind and nobody to compare to. That's why this match matchup is very important to to um, uh, demonstrate the fact that there's other wrestling out there, people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For the fans, not just in Europe. See, there are what over hundred company all in Europe. Like you got a twenty companies in, in the UK and in Germany and in Australia, even in, in, in all kinds independent wrestling company that look like second-rate WWE. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And a lot of the, lot of American independent company, there are like over 200 independent companies in America alone, and each and every those guys and girls, their goals in their lives or their dreams are to be signed with WWE, which is fine. You know, the, the, the WWE is biggest company in the whole world. You can't deny that. And we are not anti-WWE. We're not competing. You're not competing. But there are other wrestling, professional wrestling culture, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That you can demonstrate this thing that single match, very important single match, Starbucks against Tajiri can produce that. There are other, other wrestling out there, people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you a question uh, about yeah. I guess uh, pro wrestling in a global scale and uh, the what I've noticed anyway is this kind of shift um, away from maybe this we'll categorize it as sports entertainment but um, that people I think have since WWE you know kind of uh, bought ECW and and WCW and then eventually like formed their own uh, product that they are um, doing right now I guess people call it this PG era or what, whatever, but it's really centered upon yeah. this sports entertainment uh, idea. And, and I think that um, people may have become, at least uh, on a global scale, there's a lot of people that have become maybe a little bit bored and uh, they have gone to Casual say... Casual audience. Yeah, yeah and, and so, some of these uh, fans have kind of gone to maybe to watch and discover uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling or... Because um, yeah, they are looking for always looking for alternatives, 
it's always healthy to have competition and uh, five, six, or maybe 10 good company in this world that th- there should be chances, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in America, up until 1980s, there were 15, 20, you know, fairly big company territories, you mm-hmm. know, Dallas, Tennessee, Tennessee, Florida, California, you know, AWA, all those companies were pretty big in their own right. And uh, Vince McMahon and WWE really actually conquered the world, you know, mm-hmm. no denying. And uh, right now that they are having this Raw and SmackDown and NXT and also developmental, you know, people and the 205 Live, which is Cruiserweight, and also 100 guys, 100 girls training at the Performance Center. You know, these they can go, but they, they're just all system, like a big brother system, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, there should be more wrestling than that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Fubi. And... Uh, yeah, I was thinking because it, like if if nowadays it's kind of like I draw a parallel to like the way that wrestling is presented nowadays, and it, I I think it's not just uh, WWE because of their performance center and because of NXT, but it's mm. it's I think it's also comparable now with what's happening with uh, the way that New Japan also brings up their talent because I I see something which I think I can uh, draw like a distinct parallel with UFC, because if you think like in the beginning, you had Royce Gracie, you had uh, Kimbo Slice, you had like these different types of, uh, no, no, not Kimbo. It was actually um, Tank Abbott. Uh, you you had Dan Severn. Yeah, had, Kimo or somebody. Yeah, Kimo, yeah. Kimo, Kimo was, yeah, in the yeah. UFC two or yeah. three or whatever it was. Anyway, but the thing is you had all these different styles and back then it was like style versus style. And uh, because of that, it was more intriguing because everyone brought their own piece of business to the table and it was it was unique and different from the next guy it wasn't the same whereas nowadays it seems that everybody whether Lunch. it's mma Lunch. or yeah whether it's it's like a cookie cutter system Quite very similar style yeah every and it's all like the same everyone's brought up under the exact same style whether you're a big guy or a small guy or whatever it's like you and can't strike yeah strike with all the tattoos Exactly. And it's like back in the day, you had Abdullah the Butcher, who had his very own distinct style. You had Terry Funk, he had his very distinct style. Then you had. Yeah. If you talk about UFC, you know, back then, if you remember Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn, there was a link Mm -hmm. to professional wrestling. Yes. Still. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the thing so is, they drew wrestling fans too. Exactly, exactly. But what my my point here being that uh, that I think that what pro wrestling nowadays needs also like for the health of the business. Would you agree with me? Is that yeah. we need to have uh, wrestlers with their own distinct styles, and that's where the magic happens. Is where you put like one style versus another style. You're not trying to do the same thing together. What you're doing is you're trying to make your styles mesh together. Would you agree with me? Is that is that where the magic happens in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, should. And also, this is great because this is not happening in New York City. No. This is in Finland. Yes, that's right. You know, you are the king of Nordic and basically king of European pro- professional wrestling mm-hmm. and Tajiri flying all, all the way from Tokyo mm-hmm. to do this one mm-hmm. with uh, you. Absolutely. So this is a ge- geographically very perfect. And people should be talking about it. Well, there's a professional wrestling in Finland. 
Chris Jericho and you talked about, you know, about this, you know. Mm-hmm. A while back, we, you were on Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because like not, not to insult, but uh, you were introduced as superstar nobody knows about. Right. Exactly. Well, the thing is, like in America, if you're th- even my book yeah. publisher Scott Teal from Crowbar Press, we know he put yeah, out yeah, yeah. he put out my book uh, Battleground Valhalla. Like it was just over two years ago, or just almost two years yeah. ago now. And uh, the thing is that he said that, like, well, it's like here in America, there's not all that many people who know who you are. But then again, in Europe, it's a di- it's a different market, and that's where like Chris Jericho was saying that that it's like people in America, the wrestling fan, the general wrestling fan in America doesn't really follow what happens outside of Japan no. and America. Like for them, it's only, maybe it's Mexico, Japan, and America, but they don't follow the global little bit, little wrestling bit, yeah. scene. Yeah. And that's where it's like the, the general fan is rather ignorant to the actual wrestling scene in itself. And also it's a big production over there. So it's, uh, they just don't, realize the other wrestling exists yeah you know it's hard yeah That's but it. now that the, the, we talked about new japan new japan has strong this NP, njpw world WWE network and new japan pro wrestling world two strong live on the internet live streaming service and new japan pro wrestling with english commentary Actually, there's like a lot of good things and bad things about on the internet and this and that social media, but it did make the world smaller place. So the New Japan, you know, pretty much created another market in the market in America. That's the, the technology-wise, yes. So New Japan clearly is number two company in the world right now. But those are the two big giants. You know, mm-hmm. but the, what we are talking about today is that it's actual wrestling as an art form. Starbuck against Tajiri. There's other wrestling out there, people, is what we are announcing today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this yeah. is like what I was saying this um, kind of uh, departure in a way from this uh, sports entertainment kind of cookie cutter made for TV to please a, a broad audience. And <laughs> now we have, yeah. you know, these two. I guess who have met many times before, even in some. I wanted to ask even Starbuck about these, uh, uh, the meetings with you and Tajiri, and how they've even gone to extreme levels of these, um, you know, three on three barbed wire boards, like pretty pretty nasty stuff. So I'm sure that um, you know, even though I know there's respect there, I mean, you guys have even chose to go that far to like. Uh, inflict that kind of pain on one another but uh but this is like um uh proper professional wrestling that uh that's yeah. going to be displayed and and I was wondering like is that and do you feel that it's kind of um more attractive now these days since maybe people have had a little bit too much of the backstage uh uh, little skits and things like that actually yeah there's a big hint in you know success of New Japan in American market, New Japan products never have those skits or the ten minutes long promo or the storyline. The match itself is a storyline. Mm-hmm. Rivalries, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. winning and losing and coming back and the more fight. And you just mentioned barbed wire, but we don't. Starbucks and Tajiri don't need any of that. Actually, you go out there and have top-notch professional wrestling match 
mm-hmm. and go back to the basic what professional wrestling should be or your idea of what professional I- wrestling is and what Tajiri's idea of professional wrestling is. And these two people don't even speak same language. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I, is- I, remember I was wrestling uh, at Smash 8. Uh, it was in September yeah. of 2010, Shinjuku Face Arena, and I had a match with Akira Nogami. It's one of my favorite matches uh, in Japan that I ever wrestled. Actually, one of the favorite matches of my entire career. Um, and okay. we, we went like 18 minutes. And I remember after the match, it was, uh, Tajiri said to me, he said that that was a great match. That was fantastic because you guys did nothing dangerous. Like it, you didn't take like high risk moves and, and risk life over limb. Like a lot of the, the spotty guys or the junior heavyweights do. Uh, but you had just a fantastic match. And then he said to me right after that, but you understand we're going to have to have even a better match. Uh, at Smash 10 at uh, JCB Hall uh, in Tokyo then at, uh, when, that November. But the thing is that I remember in, in this way that when you think of professional wrestling, uh, the way that it used to be back in the day, and I think that Stan Hansen represents this style, um, and, and a lot of the guys from that you know, golden era of puro resu, uh, especially the, uh, I think the gaijins, they, because of the language barrier uh, with the Japanese, they had what we call action versus reaction style matches. And uh, they were very different from like the, the the matches that followed like in the years to come. If you if you compare like what uh, how far it was taken, like professional wrestling was taken even on in the Japanese market uh, between the gaijins and the and the Japanese, uh, because nowadays it's like they're just athletic exhibitions, like they're just crazy off the charts. It's almost like a trapeze artist show. Uh, but uh, back in the day, it was action versus reaction. I think that's like where that real reputation of Japanese pro wrestling was built. Would you agree with me? If you remember those 30 years, Stan Hansen was on top in Japanese professional wrestling. Yep. He never once cut promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was in-ring action and actual solid wrestling match that people watched. Mm-hmm. That tell the story. Yeah. That's something Tajiri Starbucks single match can do. In a worldwide, you know, scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping this videotape, or if not the live streaming service out of Finland, but uh, this videotape of your match mm-hmm. should go all over the world. Well, we're looking into that right now. We're actually we're looking into different platforms. I have a production crew, a professional production crew that works with me nowadays, uh, with my Slam Wrestling Finland product, and uh, we yeah. are currently looking to put this show WrestleAid on June 29th out on international platforms and make it available to like a worldwide audience. So, yeah, yeah. I I think it's there's a good yeah, chance. Interestingly enough, though, that uh, for the past year or two, Tajiri has been picking up all the, a lot of international dates. Yeah. Europe, UK, American independence, um the, the WrestleCon kind of thing during WrestleMania week mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it's not to mean that he's he's not necessarily working against WWE establishment, but uh, he is on in in demand. The promoters all over the world wants him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yeah, so this will really demonstrate that there's a, you know other wrestling and wrestlers and superstars out there that people should pay attention to. 
Yeah. Fumi, what's what's yeah. your opinion on uh, like if we look if we track back and uh, we look at the, yeah. the the beginnings of the Starbucks Tajiri feud? Uh, so it takes us back to 2010, and uh, in 2000, it was very new to have a wrestler from Finland. Okay, mm-hmm. first, yeah, because. I didn't even know that there was wrestling in Finland. I'm sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, 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 the whole group of people that the Tajiri traveled to Helsinki and met you guys. Mm-hmm. And said, then Tajiri announced, you know, came back to Japan and said, there's a group of people out there that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And there's other wrestling out there that we got to introduce to. Then, then your crew start coming. Of course, you, but, uh, you know, the wrestlers you train yeah and other wrestlers from europe you know mm-hmm. and uh we started paying attention there's more to that you know more to wrestling than uh, just american product yep. you know yep. of course american product huge they conquer the world you know mm-hmm. but there should be more than that it's just like wrestling i mean just like music you know that there's a german metals and you know just different it it's still wrestling but it just with different superstars doing different things and people should know about this. I remember what I'm saying. I remember when I actually debuted, uh, we, we actually did a lot of video inserts uh, for smash back in 2010 in the, uh, the spring of 2010 to introduce the Starbuck character. And I spoke in Finnish and the, and they subtitled my, uh, my Finnish in Japanese. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, the thing is that I think that that was like the unique, thing that that made people take note and then all of a sudden at some point i started speaking english and that's like when it uh i started using then also the the japanese sodasne as as my punchline, yeah. and that's what i took from giant that's baba yeah. and and that's like it just caught on with with the japanese and uh but the thing is that i remember it was 2010 and uh so smash had just started and it was a new company and out of how many relevant companies in japan were there about 30 relevant companies at that point do you think in 2010 how many were in in your estimation uh close to 100 like 100 but relevant companies not just the small ones but like the ones that had like a fighting chance what what would you say ooh 10 10 so out of like all yeah. of these companies in japan uh smash yeah. rose within a, like a one one and a half, two year period from like, they started from zero as a new company and they rose to like number six or something out of all the companies in Japan, like the six biggest inside of a two year period. It was like just an amazing rise. I remember at that time and uh, it was smash 10 November 22nd of 2010 at JCB Hall. I think it's nowadays it's called Tokyo Dome City Hall. But uh, yeah, yeah, we it was me and Tajiri. And I remember that they said that not even no other company had drawn that many people uh, to JCB Hall at that point. Uh, with with, uh, and it was me and Tajiri in the main event on top. Uh, I forget it was over 2000 people. How many exactly? I don't remember. But the thing is that that we drew more people with that as the main event uh, than even New Japan did in that same venue which I thought was crazy yeah. at the time. And I don't know if you, if you have a recollection of this, but uh, so the thing is that like that, that matchup, like the marquee matchup, the marquee value behind Starbuck versus Tajiri uh, was proven at that point, because that was the main event on Smash's big show for their, for their 10th show uh, in history. 
but he was I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't you but it was very much Tajiri's vision yes yeah absolutely I've you always know? credited him I mean without Tajiri yeah. building me and building Starbucks to the to the uh in my profile to what it became in Japan I mean of course I mean that it takes a creative mind and that gives you the opportunity yeah. and the platform and then makes you into that guy that you're able to be in a drawing position. So I, I've always credited yeah, him. And he, and at the same time, yeah, he, he, he wrote all, all, all the production yep. and he trained rookies and debuted 10 guys. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. they're still working to this day. And uh, yeah, it was like a people who was, who were watching t- what Tajiri would do next, you know, Mm-hmm. Came back from WWE strong run, mm-hmm. and they didn't join big company like New Japan or All Japan. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, choose to be on his own, and he starts his new company with new outlook and uh, relatively unknown talent. And uh, it was Tajiri's, you know, big story. Yeah, but he was with Hustle before Smash, right? Yeah, hustle, I'll erase that out of my mind. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. And, and, and Taji was making sure that he wouldn't be a major player there either. Mm. It was just another cheer he was sitting on for a while. Right, right. So hustle is never that important. Right. Was not. And, and he was with All Japan uh, for a moment there. I remember when he came back to Japan from WWE. Yeah, he, yeah he, he did, that's when he was picking up, you know, dates. Yeah. You know, he worked here, worked there, worked there. More like a guest, always guest, big name guest. And he was looking for a place to have his own, like to have his own identity and and his own place to sit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why he did not choose New Japan. Because you will be in the system, much like you're in the system with WWE, right? Exactly. So he, exactly. yeah, not Old Japan, not Dragon Gate, not, Oh, big Japan, where he, you know, started, or not, none of those places he, he could see fit, you know. That's why he needed to start his own company, and Tajiri is his own entity. And you, this is where you fit in. Mm-hmm. You came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so uh, it's just... No. Sorry. Different, yeah, different kind, you know. I wouldn't say drama, but the, like another path wrestling fan can choose is when you have more than 10 20 30 different wrestling companies that people wouldn't be able to go all the all the shows right no no they will pick what's interesting and people were paying attention to what tajiri would be doing and uh yeah that was the the main reason of you know smash's initial success Mm -hmm. but then then again uh, there was an important lesson that uh, the wrestling company with sponsorship will eventually close down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That you wrestling company has to be self-sufficient. It's good to have sponsors, like a corporate sponsorship, but those are the people who, who eventually walk away, you know? So uh, so he when he reopened as N, uh, WNC, Wrestling's new classic, mm-hmm. he had no sponsor. That it has to be their own money. Mm. But it's kind of hard way, you know? Yeah. And what would but you say? Ha- yeah, it's a full-time job for everybody. That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. Um, no, 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 go ahead, please. <laughs> but um, out of all 
like I mean, Starbuck and Tajiri have met on numerous occasions, and I'm sure you've yes. uh, even been to witness a few of them. I was anyway, what's there? Yeah. yeah, and uh, would you say there is? Yeah, all right. Would you say there is one that might stand above the rest uh, in terms of, um, I guess, uh, the build and and just that uh, things just worked beautifully? I know that um, you know the the first encounter is always that unique time that. Um, yeah, you know, try to uh, that can never be, you know, uh, replicated. You know what? I think I look at this Starbucks Tajiri match as I don't I don't know how many times you've met, you know, including tag team matches, six you know six man tag team and all those things. But I still look at Tajiri Starbucks match, all those match as one, mm, yeah, uh, one sequel after another. Mm. It grew, you know, so I cannot pick. Um, yeah, let me put it this way. I would look at Tajiri Starbucks matches as one. Each and every time they meet again, it's like a sequel from the last time. It grow. It never have the same match. Mm. You know, I cannot, you know, just pick one. You know, it's, it, it, they never had same matches. Every time out, it was different. It, it grew from there. That's why this held at the Finland match in June is like a see that the latest sequel, you know. So I expect this to be something new and something I've never seen yet, you know. And uh, it's not going to get old. You know how many times Fujinami and Choshu met in 25 year period? They've wrestled maybe 100 times. Mm. Or people like, uh, let's say, Randy Orton, John Cena, or Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. If you're old enough to remember Dory Funk Jr. against Jack Briscoe or something, oh, yeah. they've wrestled hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah. You know, and every time it was different. So I expect this Tajiri Starbucks match this time out, it will be something they have never done. <laughs> but I'm talking to you, you. So, you know. But, uh, but and the reason it's going to be that way is because it's still. I because I think that we both, Tajiri and myself, uh, because we're both professionals, and I think that we can get in the ring and we can we can just go by feel, and that's the whole thing. Where like professional wrestling nowadays, it's it's become a different kind of a beast. It's it's a very different animal than it used to be, uh, and and because it's very much a TV product with WWE and and even with New Japan. Uh, a lot of the different American products, it's it's so, how could you say, it's like a, an exhibition nowadays. It's become almost like an athletic ex- exhibition of just performing wrestling moves. And that's not what we're going to give you. That's not what Tajiri versus Starbuck is going to be. What, it, what's, what this match is going to be is uh, old school style professional wrestling that gives you uh, like the action versus reaction style match. But you said you just said it was um, what wrestling used to be. What yeah. I'm hoping is, yeah, what wrestling will be, mm. uh, the future of professional wrestling. It's okay to go back to the old old days, like back in the day, and old fashioned all these things, like basic, basic, basic professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But what gives people hope is to show people what wrestling will be mm. in future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So, uh, I think it's like Bill Watts from, uh, the UWF, my, one of my old, one of my favorite wrestling promoters of all time. He said that, uh, it's up to the promoter and up to the actual wrestling company to educate their audience as to what they want 
to have their audience see professional wrestling as. And uh, that's where I think that you're right in that assessment that it's like what wrestling will be in the future is what we have an opportunity with Tajiri to yeah, show. Yeah, you have chance. You have chance to change this. Yes. You know, yeah. that's why it can be new and something to be introduced to worldwide scale yeah. this time. Yeah. Yeah. And also, just like what you, what you said about Bill, Bill Watts, my God of professional wrestling, Carl Gotch, taught me just what's new is old. What's old is new. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that uh, something you can, you and Tajiri can do together in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still fighting, mm-hmm. you know, but and the competing with each other, yet you will bring best out of each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. this so is I'm good. excited. It's a really exciting time because not only is Tajiri coming back here, um, you know, for the first time, I guess, in a while. Uh, for the first time in nine and a half years. There you go. That's That categorizes as a while. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, he's going to be coming back not to fight Club Finland. Uh, he's going to be coming back here in the absolute brand new, I guess, the brainchild of, of uh, Starbuck. Slam Wrestling Finland, I guess you're hosting, in, in a way, this uh, WrestleAid event. And, um, I mean, there's... Not only is that main event just, you know, jaw-dropping, but we have other matches on the card that are, it's just stu- super stacked, as you would hope, anyway. And we have, say, is it going to be this triple threat? Or have you announced that yet of the women's Yeah, that's, match? That's, that's been announced already, yeah. So I'm not spoiling anything, but Ivelisse, Sarah Gibbs, and Shauna will... I guess, Sadie Gibbs. Sadie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sadie Gibbs and Shauna Ivelisse in a... Triple threat, three-way match for the Queen of Southside. Is that is she putting it up again if she still has if it? If she anyway? still has the title, yeah, she'll be putting it up, yep. But what do you think about something like that? Are you familiar with these uh, women wrestlers in, in this match? Mm, that would be very exciting. It doesn't have to be all WWE women's division, you know? And, uh, yeah, it would be very interesting. And also some taste from UK, yes. But Shauna has been to Japan. Was it for stardom? Yeah. Or- yeah, and also, right, actually, right. Sadie Gibbs was just in Japan for stardom. Just in Japan, yeah, yeah. And Ivelisse. This last January. Was it was Ivelisse, uh, what, what company was she, was she there for? Uh, I'm not so familiar with the third one, but uh, Gibbs and Shanna have been to Japan for Rasi Ogawa's stardom. Right, right. Yeah, they were here like 90 days at a time, like three months at a time. So, yeah, I, I've watched, I'm familiar with them. What would you say uh, in terms of the Japanese public? Have they uh, made a statement over there, made a name for themselves yet? Mm, yes and no. Probably hardcore would know, you know, hardcore fans. But uh, they need to come over a lot more to be established, you know, to True, be honest with right. you. Right. And then we yeah. have uh, another, I guess, um, this is now this uh, Finnish quite young wrestler, Victor Dukki, yeah. and uh, he's climbing up. He's a really mean dude, actually. Uh, and he's got the, uh, I guess, the pleasure to take on Chris Ridgway of the UK. Yeah. Do, you, do you know Chris Ridgway? Uh, you know, but it's okay to be unknown at this point. Mm-hmm. What's exciting is that you are introducing all new superstars, in, you know, to the audience. Exactly, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. 
yeah, you don't have to be known at this point. But uh, do, you, do you know who Chris Ridgway, have you seen his work? Where is he from? The UK. Oh, uh, I don't think so. But you just mentioned Southside, so I'm, I may have, you know. Sometimes, you know, I'm getting a little older and <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so hard to memorize new guys' name and face. And, you know, you, you used to have a lot better, you know, uh, yeah, just uh, memory on things. But, uh, yeah, but so many new wrestlers, young talents, you know. But that's okay not to know these people. It's important to watch them exactly. and recognize them. Exactly, because yeah. the thing is that right now, I, I think that just uh, about a week ago, it was this Chris Ridgway guy who's really, he's getting hot in the UK right now, and he had this uh, strong style match against uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, from NXT. Oh, okay. Yeah, for progress wrestling. So the thing is that the guy, I, I guess he's a, he's a really good striker, and he's he's got a very strong, like British strong style uh, that he wrestles. So, okay. And, and this... The Quite a few good guys, you know, good wrestling in the UK right now. People like Walter, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Walter. Walter's actually, uh, I've known him for quite a while. He's uh, hes living in Germany still. but uh, And I guess he actually told yeah. WWE that he's hes not going to be wrestling in America. He's hes only going to be staying in Europe, which I, I guess they yeah, let Yeah, N- NXT UK bound. Exactly, exactly, yeah. 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 And then also so on... This, this, yeah. Yeah, also on this show uh, for WrestleAid, June 29th, we have uh, Matt Cross from Lucha Underground. Now, Matt's been, I guess, to Japan uh, for I don't know what company, but the thing is that he, he still as wrestles as son of Havoc in at Lucha Underground, okay. and he's a very well-known international wrestler. He's coming in against another Finnish guy who's very, very athletic. He's got a, uh, an amateur wrestling background. His name is Yami Alto. And uh, what, what are your yeah. impressions about Matt Cross? Hmm... I don't know. I um, probably I will. I'm very much looking forward to you know watch this whole show. Like I'm gonna learn new guys. Like I'm the new audience myself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, Matt Cross. I guess he he's in that way famous from starting in a backyard kind of uh, setting, but then uh, jumping out of there and. He's he seemed to have gone all over the world. He was M Dog uh, Twenty, I think, was his uh, one of working names. I think he's been to Dragon Gate, possibly, and uh, oh, okay. very okay. much a. Um, he was on the All In event in Chicago, wrestling that MJF. Okay. Very interesting. And uh, he he's kind of one of these. Uh, in a way, I guess he might have even inspired a lot of uh, guys like uh, Will Osprey and Ricochet, and that mm-hmm. being. He's kind of okay. considering himself kind of a punk rock wrestler where he's very much loving to be independent from any big uh, company, you know. And tr- yeah, it's good to have some renegades, you know. Exactly. Some rebels, yeah, as yeah. they might say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Actually, Matt Cross. You know, just... some, some of these, yeah, some of these rebels will be picked up by big company and be in system. But pretty soon you will have more rookies with same attitude, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. And the thing That's is Matt, exciting. Matt Cross was actually he was part of the um what what is that Tough Enough that WWE that one format that they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, audition show. Yeah, yeah audition when show. yeah, when when Stone Cold was the uh the host for that, he was actually in that and he 
for in 2011. Yeah, so that I just I, I, I recall okay. him being there, and I was actually with Matt Cross in in Egypt. I was wrestling on the same tour with him in 2009. So uh, okay. yeah. Yeah, that was 10 years ago already. Anyway, also on this WrestleAid show on uh, the June 29th. And by the way, Fumi, uh, this is a very special show. If you don't know, a part of the proceeds will be going to the Finnish Muscular Dystrophy Association. So like, Oh, yes. yes and and yes. Uh, one of my co-promoters on this show, his name is Riku Forström. He has advanced, yes. uh, it's called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's a terrible disease. He's bedridden for life. He's lived over 10 years past his life expectancy and he's turning 40 this summer. And it was his express wish that all of these foreign wrestlers on this show would be booked. He's a very, very knowledgeable wrestling fan. He loves his pro wrestling. And it was his request that all of these foreign people would be booked for this show, and that's why they're they're appearing. Um, so yeah, but- through you, you know, he and I pretty much in you know, exchange message on on a mess- Facebook Messenger through you. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and also now on I'm this, yeah, also on this Wrestle Age show, we've got some other matches. Dylan, did you have them there? Yeah, uh, at least the announced ones. Uh, I'm not sure if you have done all of the announcements, so I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, there's yeah, there's one match that we didn't uh, cover yet. Uh, also, uh, the the wild man Hamo Ukonselka from Finland. Hamo worked uh, for Smash for Smash. Was it Smash? There was the three different Smash shows that Hamo was on back in the day, if you remember. Okay. Uh, but he was, um, anyways. He, he's wrestling a guy from from XW uh, Extreme Westside Wrestling out of out of Germany. His name is Jürgen Simmons. Do you know Jürgen Jer- Simmons? He's a big guy. Okay. Have you heard of him? Uh-uh. No. Okay. Yeah. So these are these are fairly new guys on the European wrestling yeah, circuit yeah. that are coming in, which so, is okay. Yeah, it is. Which it is, is okay. Is. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't know some of the, some of these names. You know. Yeah, but, that's uh, fine. It's fine. I will be the very loyal audience. Okay? Yeah, we'll get okay. you a tape of this. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to get you. Yeah, a, but that's how yeah. I look at it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I don't think it really matters how many people knows your wrestlers right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, it's like it could be just one match show, Tajiri against Starbuck, yep. one main event show with a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. But it's okay that people will watch the entire card and go from there. That's right, and I mean, the thing is, you need to have these, I guess, uh, newer, in a way younger in the business anyway, talents that are going to push that, that envelope, you know, they, they hopefully they don't, uh, you know, do anything too dangerous, but the idea is that they are hungry and they want to prove that they are worthy of an international spotlight, and we have two, two guys, one is a, a Finnish veteran, Stark Adder, who um, I he, guess he wrestled at Smash too. Actually, there you go. He, just one match, but uh, yeah. But he's been around. Uh, he's very much of a catch as catch can kind of dude, and um, you know, as fit as anybody could ever be at his age. Uh, he's been fifteen years in the fifteen years in the business. He's uh, forty six, forty seven. You're right. I think uh, I think almost. He's one year older than me, so forty seven. Yeah, and, and uh, just as in shape as he probably was when he was twenty five. But going up against. Uh, actually, the hometown boy of Rauma, uh, Finland, this Tony Tamminen, and uh, they have exchanged a few pretty nasty words to each other. So I'm a, I'm actually really excited for that because it's two Finnish guys, and um, they're going they're kind of in a way a battle over uh, the townships in a way. You know, who's better, Helsinki or 
or Rauma in the way that I see it anyway, Turku, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's just a European heavy metal rock and roll, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that there's some, in, in, in this WrestleAid and, you know, this new company with Starbucks, well, in, in future, bring in somebody like Chris Jericho too. Well, I would love to do that, but you know, if, if, uh, yeah, Jericho... you know, I had, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yep. I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I had this vision. I had dream, you know, this, I, I woke up in the middle of the night, so I had to take a note before I forget it. I had, I, I saw this dream, the, the big soccer stadium in Helsinki, Finland, main event, Chris Jericho against Starbucks. All right. And both. Yeah. They have Chris Jericho has Fozzy concert. And Starbucks has his band's concert and wrestling main event. They meet each other at the soccer stadium. And I told Chris about it, you know. Really? Yeah. What did he he say? Oh, wow. (laughs) It's a vision. (laughs) Let's make it a reality. You know what, though? But it it was only two weeks before you had your, uh, your appearance for Talk is Jericho thing. Really? Yeah, two weeks before that. So Chris ja- and Chris Jericho must have had that in in his mind. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely. Well, you can dream about it, you know. So, and well, uh, once you have a vision, you just have to work towards that goal. This is true. You know, the thing is that you were saying earlier, as we close up here, uh, you were you were saying about Tajiri when he came back from WWE back to Japan yeah. and, and he wanted to do his own thing, uh, that he want, he had a vision himself to do something with his own company and, and to establish professional wrestling based upon his vision. Uh, I think that yeah. now, now here in 2019, that there's also a cross parallel with myself, with slam wrestling Finland that I started, you know, I, I, I was the guy behind FCF wrestling for a long time in Finland. Then I, I left that company. Oh. I'm no longer with them. And uh, I wanted to do something only 100% my own. Like not, so I don't have to, like, I don't have to answer to anybody else. It's 100% my company, my vision and my investment personally. And, uh, this is where I see the parallel with Tajiri and I understand completely the, the, his pioneering work, uh, in Japan with smash, for example, and also WNC, uh, is because if you have a creative mind, you're, it's almost like if you don't, if you don't have the opportunity to use that mind, that creativity, you feel like you're dying on the inside. Also, the timing is perfect. It seems to me that Tajiri is picking up all the international dates. Now he does work for all Japan. He, he works domestically. He, he works dates for all Japan pro wrestling, but in between he goes to Europe, England, Canada, he is picking up all these international dates and he's willing to travel the world again. So time is, just time i'm I'm seeing this as a great you know perfect timing right now absolutely and both starbucks and tajiri grew another 10 years from that previous stage and time is you know perfect yep i absolutely i agree with you it's the biggest feud of my career and i'm absolutely excited and stoked to have tajiri here now for wrestle and i think it's going to be a classic main event and also yeah fighting with each other competing with each other yet you do bring out best of each other in the ring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When you say compliment each other, it's kind of light, Mm -hmm. but uh, you bring out, 
the best what you got inside. And that's important in wrestling. And you don't need the language. It's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like Tajiri said back in the day. He said, it's like a samurai warrior versus a Viking. That's what it's like. Yeah, one-on-one. One-on-one. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah. Have this whole, the whole culture behind you, you know, that, yeah, this would be interesting. Yeah, Viking against Samurai, huh? There you go. I, would, I can't yeah, wait to see it. It's not character. It's true. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling yeah. hasn't been more real than that, but uh, we got to. Yeah, gotta, yeah, I, I believe that. We got to wrap her up now, Fumi, but thanks so much for joining yes, us here on Shooting the Shizad. And we really appreciate talking to you yet again. And, and hopefully we'll have you back as well very shortly. Okay. Yeah. Call me. <laughs> we From will. Helsinki to Tokyo. Yeah. Just thanks to technology. There you go, eh? And hopefully they don't cut us off any more <laughs> than they did this time. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, this time. People are people are Hopefully trying to <laughs> people are trying to keep this quiet. It's too big of a too big of a main event. Okay, Fumi, thank you so much. Thanks so much <laughs> thank for your you time. Thank you very much. Yep. Okay. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yep. Estrada Creative Helsinki, your brand and story with the strength of modern marketing. Social media gets your brand and message in your audience's hands, and your story with the boost of marketing and videography is your strongest means of persuasion. That's where Estrada Creative Helsinki gets involved. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Estrada Creative Helsinki. Marco Simonen offers photography and video production for business and marketing. In addition, editorial and portrait work welcome. For more, see marcosimonen.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-S-I-M-O-N-E-N.com. And we're back. That was Fumi Saido. Thanks for joining us yet again on Shooting the Shizat, talking about WrestleAid, the biggest international wrestling event across the Nordics, Northern Europe. And uh, it just made me even more excited for this event because, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the first time I'll actually see Yoshihiro Tajiri live and uh, I guess against none other than one of uh, his greatest rivalries the man sitting across the table from me starbuck and then a slew of other insane talents going around and i mean of course i'm excited for every single match that women's match is is definitely uh going to be on the tip of everybody's tongue because i mean uh the the performance or the uh the athletic ability of of the women from last time and shauna is coming back and she was a standout uh wrestler from the last uh, the first uh, public slam event. And so this is just, uh, you know, it, it's going to be nonstop action. And if this is what we can expect from Slam Wrestling Finland, then I am on board. Well, absolutely. And uh, thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen, once again this week for being with us here on Shooting the Shizat. Join us next week. We were supposed to have, by the way, uh, this week we were supposed to have uh, Chris the Bambi Killer Raber. And uh, due to scheduling difficulties, we had to record this uh, now before Dylan heads out for a tour with his band. That's right. Yeah, so we didn't uh, have a chance to to hook up with uh, Chris Raber this week. Uh, we will hook up with him in the weeks to come. We'll set a, uh, set a time and we'll set a date. And uh, we'll get it done so we then can talk about his time in Florida Championship Wrestling pre-NXT and whatnot. One of the top wrestlers out of Europe, 
Chris Bambi-Killer-Raber will be with us here on Shooting the Shiz Out. Nonetheless, this week, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a blast. Thank you. Once again, get your tickets for WrestleAid through Ticketmaster Finland and go to WrestleAid.fi. You will check out and see what's on the menu for WrestleAid there. Catch you next week. <laughs>